0: What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 63 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Thursday, August 26th. Summer's dwindling down. Plenty of people have started back up schools. So I hope you guys are all having, um, you know, a good first week, second week maybe back. um, Getting back into the swing of things. I personally start next Monday. Um, don't really know how I feel about it. Uh, I think I'm pretty. I've been going back and forth, um, you know, for probably the last month or so. Um, but I think uh, what I've come to is is I'm just I'm just very excited. Um, That's uh, very excited that I, I only have uh, the amount of courses I have left. But I'm also very excited to finish strong, finish uh, the way I I got got here and. And really, just um, you know, finish on a high note. I think um, above all, I really hope um, you know that this year will be good. I really hope that this year will be successful. Um, and I, I really uh, cannot wait to uh, hopefully be walking across the stage, um, you know, come next May, uh, with a diploma in my hands, ready, uh, ready for the next chapter. But uh, like I said, if you if you started school. I hope you guys are all having um, a good first week, whatever, back. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's time for the grind again, unfortunately, which is kind of crazy. This summer definitely, definitely flew by. Uh, I hope everybody was able to do uh, more than they were last year, um, you know, with, uh, you know, the pandemic and, uh, you know, literally everything being closed uh there there were not that many options when it came to last year and um you know being able to do stuff during the summer and i know that this summer was was kind of the same but kind of not um as uh, there were plenty of things open you know the padres games are back football is now coming back um you know little little things such as bowling or going to, you know, amusement parks, uh, you know, these, these things were not here last year. And I hope you guys are all able to, uh, you know, get some time, um, you know, for yourself having fun, but also with the fam, with, with the loved ones, uh, because that's that's uh, definitely the times we're going to cherish most, um, you know, looking back on everything. So I hope you guys were all able to have a enjoyable summer. Um, especially compared to last year and not being able to really do do anything for the most part. Um, and I hope you guys are all ready to uh, you know start on this new school year grind and and really get to it. but without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk some Padre's baseball. Um, you know it's it's been a really really rough stretch. Um, you know if you're if you've been following the team at all, you know exactly what I mean. Um, but I wanted to get into this, this tough stretch the team has been facing, uh, just what the hell is going on, uh, with a team that, uh, that had so much promise, a team that has five fucking all-stars on the team, um, and can't seem to get a hit, can't seem to, you know, put together any runs, can't seem to really, you know, feel like they, they want to be out there, you know i just don't really know um what's the problem what's the deal uh but this team has just been flat out you know um straight out flat you know it's 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 no not really any um you know mystery when you're watching this team uh you know if, if you're if you're turning on uh you know the team in the this first you know 30 40 games of the season this team is exciting this team is playing with energy this team is playing with excitement i know it's it's um it's been a complete 180 you know it's uh been very flat uh not a lot of energy um honestly not really looking like they even want to be playing baseball they'd rather be doing anything else and i love my padres do not get me wrong i love my fucking padres but i'ma just tell it how it is like what the fuck is going on really i i really don't know You know what's gotten into the group? I don't know if it was the trade deadline not being able to complete that Matt's uh, Schorzer deal um, and and, uh, Him going to the Dodgers along with Trey Turner, you know a a bat that is as hot as it gets in this league a guy who is very fast um, Can change games instantly? uh, Because of his speed because of his bat because of his power Um, So I get that you know that definitely sucked and then on top of that um, you know, at the time of the trade deadline, you know, starting pitching was definitely, um, you know, something that we wanted to acquire. But um, you know, there was no way uh, we were going to be able to know that Yu Darvish's net start would lead to an IL stint. Chris Paddock as well, um, having to do the amount of bullpen games that we've had to do in the past couple of weeks. You know, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But uh, not being able to acquire a starter. Um, that basically, you know, f- I want to say that not in the past week or so, but right after the trade deadline, that resulted in probably the worst pitching performances of the year for the Padres. A lot of runs given up, especially early in those first couple of innings. Um, and of course, the offense is just going to struggle when that happens. But as of late, it's it's been the offense, really. I, I really, um, you know, believe that, Uh, a lineup that's full of four all-stars putting together three hit games after three hit games one run here what two runs there it's fucking pathetic really I don't really know what's going on um, with the team I know it's it's definitely been a um, been a a downwards uh, slide ever since this all-star break Um, and it sucks because this team is literally one game out of the wild card literally one game out it's in if you watch some of these games, it's it's like they're ten games out. It's like they're fifteen games out, and they they can't even wrap their head around uh, the concept that they're still one game out of the playoffs. Like they still have a prime position. They've put themselves in a prime position to slump as hard as they did or as hard as they have in the past month, and still only be one game out of the out of the playoffs. One game out of the postseason. Uh, for a potential wild card matchup with the Dodgers like I I mean I, I'll I'll take my money um, and I'll put them on the Padres uh, in that wild card game do or die situation um, but as of late it, it doesn't even seem like they would put their own money on themselves it seems like they've they've just given up and it's sad it really is because you know for the amount of uh, success that this team has had in the past two two and a half three seasons uh, you know slowly on the come up um and especially in the early parts of the season and the amount of great memories that this team has already brought this year alone joe's no-no daniel Cam- uh, camarena's grand slam off matt scherzer the dodgers comeback, uh the the um reds comeback on san diego opening day tati's three home run game um jake cronenworth's ninth inning home run uh literally a couple days ago like there's been a lot of good times a lot of great ball um from this team and i think that's what makes it so much harder to not stop supporting to not stop caring as much as um you know you do because this team has literally proven so many times before that they can compete with the best that they are one of the best um and as of late, it seems as if they, they completely forgot that themselves, you know, and uh, that's the last thing you want, you know, 30, um, I believe, well, t- 120, uh, so like 34 games out of, uh, of the end of the season. Um, like I said, one game back uh, out of this second, second wild card spot. It's the last thing you want uh, your team to be feeling, um, how your bats should be feeling, the pitching situation—it's really just been a shit show, uh, and there's there's nothing else to it. You know, it's it's been one thing after the other, um, and unfortunately, uh, because of it, the Padres are right as of right now not in the playoff picture. And before they had an eight-game wild card lead over this this Reds team, uh, but they got hot and the Padres got cold, and that's baseball. So how are we going to bounce back in these thirty-four games? To prove to ourselves first and foremost that we belong, because I feel like that that concept has been lost. You know, I, I don't know if, um, you know, it's it's just one of those stretches that happens in a baseball season. Um, but it, it's, it seems to me that uh, some of these guys, um, you know, they have just lost a lot of a lot of confidence, and um, you know, I like I said, I I um, could imagine. Over the course of a baseball season, you're gonna go through the highs and the lows. We see it every year, um, but I don't know, man. It's it's just been different with this group, man. It's 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 been a lot of um, just a lot of negativity. Um, it feels like it, 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 it. you know there there were at the beginning of the season there were so many games that the Padres would be down even super late, um, and I had I had no doubt in my mind that we could put some at-bats together to, to get ourselves back in the game. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still so confident in this team, and I think that's why um, it drives me fucking insane at points. Um, but, you know, the confidence uh, and the abilities um, within this team to put together those at-bats late, to string together a couple of runs when it matters, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of just not been there as of late. Of course, Trent Grisham had that. Uh, miraculous three run home run against Colorado last week um, which eventually the Padres did lose on a walk off in the bottom of the half of that inning Um, and then Jade Cronenworth like I said had that 2 run home run a few nights ago and then the Padres were actually able to win that one Um, but besides that you know there hasn't really been much of those sparts there hasn't really been much of those big plays Pulling ahead early, like every game seems to be a fucking grind lately and I think that's maybe plays a part in it as well. Um, you know, trying to do too much at the plate, you know, knowing that the team is struggling, or at the same time thinking about it too much and, and not being able to do anything because of that. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's it's hard, especially when it's your favorite team, especially when it's you know, a team that has brought you so much joy and, you know, really, um, you know, hope, honestly, and what the future can bring. And I know that this is, uh, you know, really just the start still for the Padres. They have plenty, plenty of prospects, plenty of guys on the IL. Um, and it, it, I think that's what makes it even that much harder as well. Um, and it honestly just reminds me of how it would be, uh, you know, when I know the Chargers – Still have a tendency to not get it done um, when it matters most, especially last season uh, in the fourth quarter. Blown leads, um, stupid decisions offensively uh, with clock management. Um, but man, oh man, when the Chargers were in San Diego, it felt like they were cursed. And I don't know, are San Diego sports cursed? Because it's just, man, It's it's been a tough stretch, but you know it's it's the thing about baseball is there's always tomorrow there's always another game there's always more opportunities to to you know get your bat hot uh to to really prove um you know why we are the team we are and i have no doubt that this this team can still go on a hot stretch this team can still compete with the best and that's maybe that's my downfall maybe that's why i i am so Um, I get so frustrated at times with this team because I know how capable they are at the end of the day, Um, and it sucks when guys uh, to the caliber that they are um, seem to not even believe in themselves to that extent. So, you know, without further ado, after my little rant that I just went on, let's get into what's been happening in the past week or so with this team. Uh, Somehow some of the – how the last two series have gone – um, of course, uh, Friday series against the Phillies came after a um, a series loss against Colorado in um, in Denver um, where the Rockies were actually able to sweep the Padres in a Monday through Wednesday game series, five to six, three to seven, and then five to seven. Um, so the Padres coming back home, trying to get something going, still slumping. Uh, as they had the red Hot Phillies um, actually no they they were red hot for a minute but they were coming into this game being swept by the Diamond bats um, and they were looking for some momentum themselves they're actually uh, they're currently in fifth in the wild card race um, behind St Louis and then they yeah, have the Padres the Reds and then the Dodgers so they're looking for some momentum to to hopefully get something going towards the end of this season and Friday's game um, uh, actually helped them out as they were able to snap their four-game losing streak and get a win over the Padres, four to three. Um, this was behind uh, Bryce Harper's two-run homer um, in this uh, in in the uh, top of the third inning, uh, really uh, kind of sparked some momentum in this Phillies offense. They were able to score another run in that third inning, um, but then Manny Machado followed that up. Right after, um, in the bottom half of the third, with a two-run shot of his own, um, both teams were able to score one run in the eighth, um, and then nothing happened in the ninth. So the Phillies able to take this one four to three. Um, what's it called? Blade Snell in this one, five innings pitched, two hits, three earned runs, only two watts and nine strikeouts. So some positive, um, but that, like I said, that two-run blast off from bryce harper was definitely the difference in this game especially the way he was able to work the count foul quite a few pitches off before he finally got his uh hanging breaking ball and and just absolutely crushed it to right field um and then the rest of the bullpen pierce johnson adam uh, austin adams um and tim hill all able to go one inning apiece give up zero earn but emilio Pagan, in that um in that eighth inning uh gave up a double to um Andrew McCutcheon, which uh, brought Segura around, able to score another run. Uh, and probably the difference in this one is the Padres were able to score another run in the eighth. Would have probably tied the game if that didn't happen. So, unfortunately, this game definitely did not go in the Padres' favor. And really, anyway, um, Doug Eddings, literally the worst fucking umpire in the league. So many awful calls in this one. I mean, this, this man, I don't know how he still has a job. I don't know how. Um, you know, the MLB can't like look at, I mean, especially with the Padres, I feel like every time the Padres have a bad ump or, uh, you know, calls aren't going their way for some reason, Doug Eddings, this man is behind the plate, uh, putting down his signs, you know, making all the calls and I don't know what it is, but this man fucking sucks at his job and the MLB really needs to really needs to look into this shit because there were pivotal points in this one uh coming in the fifth inning coming in the seventh inning and then of course in the eighth inning uh where this um this team had opportunities to truly take the lead or get some run at least something get one run or two um in their favor and uh it it just it was not going their way um, and then when they were getting calls, they were not getting hits. So it, it was just one of those games where, uh, as soon as the Padres needed a break, uh, it, it just didn't go their way. It really didn't. And that's exactly, uh, what I've been talking about. What, what this last month has felt like, you know, it's been an endless stretch of just fucking disappointments, heartbreak. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been really, really tough, but, uh, especially in this game where, you're putting yourselves in opportunities to score or to take the lead, uh, whatever the case may be. And then that's just followed up by some bullshit strike three call. Um, you know, some, uh, you know, a three out count turning to a two, one count. You know, those, those matter. And at bats when, when you don't, you got runners in the scoring position, you, you, got, you only got one out, you know, those little, little uh, sequences uh, when it comes to at bats really matter they they I mean those can completely change the uh, outcome of an at bat and you saw it uh, in this Friday night game uh, where the Padres gave themselves opportunities to push ahead but were not able to convert for you know various reasons but it felt like um, when when it was a bad call it definitely was going in the Padres uh, into the Padres favor I mean not into the Padres favor Um, And at the results um, of the Padres Um, and, uh, you know, Manny Machado definitely, uh, you know, had an earful for Doug Eddings in that bottom of the eighth when uh, when he uh, got a strike three call, which was, oh, my God, just fucking pathetic Um, and could have put the Padres at least at a tie. Um, But instead they go into the top of the ninth still down four to three. And then Manny Machado then gets ejected. Um, you know, it's it's just sucks, honestly. Um, but, I mean, he did have the hardest hit home run of the year. And he had it at a 15-degree launch angle. So, I mean, that that's pretty cool, I guess. It is the lowest launch angle of any home run this season. And the hardest hit homer, like I said, at 119.6 miles per hour. So, um, I guess there's something to be positive about after this game. But at the same time... L is an L, especially when you're in a race that you are in, that the Padres are in um, at the moment. Um, But going into Saturday's game, too, you know, it would be the first time the Nola brothers would ever play against each other. Of course, Aaron Nola is a pitcher on the Philadelphia Phillies and Austin Nola is the uh, catcher, would be the catcher behind the plate for the Padres in this one. Uh, both, of his, both of their parents were in the stands uh, repping both their jerseys. I thought that was really cool. Um, and, I mean, Aaron Nola, to his credit, pitched a phenomenal game. This man had the Padres one hit uh, into the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs. And, like I said uh, previously, uh, this is exactly where the crone zone came into effect as Jay Cronenworth hit a game-tying two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth inning with two strikes um, as the Padres were able to then tie the game three to three, push it to extras, not allow a run in the top of the tenth inning, and then a wild pitch in this bottom half of the tenth uh, was uh, allowed Adam Frazier to score the winning run and finally allow the Padres to get a W. Uh, four to three uh, tied the series up uh, one to one um, you know like I said in this one uh, I mean the bit the big storyline in my opinion was of course this this Nola brother rivalry and it, it lived up to the hype uh, for Aaron Nola I mean he definitely got the better half of Austin in his first two at bats uh, ground ball and a strikeout and then in that third at bat, Um, That was a walk. It was a walk in, I believe, I think it was the eighth. Um, But like I said, Aaron Nola pitched an amazing game, literally gave up one hit through eight and two thirds. Um, And then a walk to Adam Frazier and then a home run to Jake Cronenworth. Uh, Tied this game, completely switched the momentum of this game. Um, Finally gave some the fans at Petro something to cheer for. Um, and of course, uh, down to the last out. And this is exactly what I mean. This Padres team fights, man. This Padre team fights. They crawl. They're gritty. And that's what's so annoying about about the stretch that they're on right now is, you know, it's. It's games like this where they where they do come out on top because they continue to fight. They continue to push. They continue to, you know, try to find anything to get it going. And it happened. You know, it went their way. They finally caught a fucking break um, with this two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. I mean, you can't write the script any better. Um, it was the first time the team had had two time home runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. In the same week, of course, like I said, Trent Risham had that three-run homer in Colorado to tie it up, um, five to five. Of course, they ended up losing in the bottom of the ninth. But uh, Jake Cronenworth again with a uh, two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up. And uh, I mean, oh, man, is 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 uh, is uh, difficult as it had been. This was def as it as it has been for this team. It was nice to get a dub here. It was really. Uh, just a breath of fresh air um, and it was it was good to see the team battle like I said the way they did and the way they're capable of um, you know it's it's games like this where that remind you why you love these this team so fucking much but then it's those other games that just drive you insane like Sunday's game three um, where Ryan Hoskins um, return I mean Reese Hoskins returns from the IL hasn't played in a long ass time. And hits two homers against fucking um, Ryan Weathers, a guy who went. Oh no! No, yeah, yeah. Ryan Weathers. Well, first of all, Craig Stammon is the one who started this game. Um, he was able to go two, uh, two. Inni- the first two innings only gave up two hits. He did have two watts but and had a strikeout, but no earned runs. Uh, a solid start uh, to this uh, to this game three. Um, Manny Machado was able to have a sacrifice fly in the first, so the Padres were leading one none, go, one nothing going in uh, to the bottom of the, or the top of the third inning, um, top of the third inning, uh, and the bottom of the third inning went by, and then this top of the fourth inning was where this Phillies team did a lot of damage um, against Ryan Weathers, who also only went two innings but gave up five hits in this fourth inning, three runs. T- only two strikeouts for him, um, but Hoskins able to homer, uh, his first of the day. Um, Herrera was able to have uh, t- a two RBI single, um, and then in the uh, fifth inning, Reese Hostins able to hit another homer um, against uh, Miguel Diaz, who honestly, I know he did give up. Uh, he he did uh, give up this home run. Um, and he was pitching. He was pitching good uh, to an extent, um, because of the uh, you know inability uh, for starting pitchers to to be healthy at the moment. So giving the Padres, you know, I know he did give up the homer to Reese Hoskins um, in this fifth inning, but the uh, the score was only four to one. Uh, the offense still not really able to get anything going. Uh, in this one, um, Miguel Diaz able to finish the sixth inning, um, and for some reason he did go back out for that, that third inning, and that's uh, where everything went to shit, uh, as it has been uh, lately. Uh, you know, Jay Stingler leaving these pitchers out a little too long, um, trying to push it, um, you know, because of the bullpen. You know, it's it's not really um, – I, I mean, I, you can't really get mad uh, at – uh, you know him b- for doing this for doing stuff uh, like leaving Miguel Diaz in for an edge inning to see if he can get something in leaving Blake Snell in last night um, you know but eventually Will Smith did hit the home run to tie it one to one we'll get into that in a second but I mean Jace Tingler's just it, been in a really shitty situation at you know in the past month or so dealing with all these injuries trying to you know give the bullpen as much leeway as possible as much breaks as possible but um you know not really able to um you know have that i mean you're always able to have that 2020 hindsight vision when it comes to it and in that third inning that Miguel Diaz went out uh in relief work um Herrera was able to hit a home run Ralamuto was able to hit a two-run home run push this uh Phillies lead to 7-01 and then the Padre is able to have three runs in the bottom of the ninth uh, due to a Austin Nola three-run three RBI double. Um, so the Padre is able to limit the damage when it came to that, but still lost the game, lost game three, seven to four. Um, not able to really uh, do much uh, after, um, you know, not really able to do much uh, with runners on base. I mean, they had nine fucking hits in this game, Nine hits and had one run going into this bottom of the ninth inning. I know not Austin Nola was able to tag in three more and and make it look like it was a closer game than it was, but nine fucking hits and not able to do a single thing with it, it's it's just one of those stretches um, that seem to never be ending at the moment. Uh, this was the first time the Padres fell outside of the wildcard race since June 17th. Um and uh this, you know, made them two and nine in their last eleven after this series. Uh, you know, just hopefully getting something fired up in this locker room. It's a type of stretch that, you know, really starts to piss people off. I would you you would feel like, um, you know, but uh the Padres trying to do um you know, a little bit of firing up on their own, a little bit of changes on their own, as after this Sunday night game, the Padres dismissed pitching coach Larry Rothschilds. Um, Jay Tingler, in a press conference on Monday, said that this was 100% my decision. Uh, he cited the lack of consistency um, as the main reason why, and he also uh, wanted a... A new voice in this uh, in this last uh, in these last few weeks uh, of the season to hopefully get some fire under the guys and hopefully uh, you know results in in better uh, in a better out in better outcomes than it has been in the past few weeks. Um, What's it called? Jace uh, Jace Tindler quote we've certainly had some injuries there's no doubt about that but we've had some inconsistency on the mounds and i just think at the end of the day we haven't reached our level of production consistency on the mounds um of course uh this came like i said three four weeks out of the season so trying to have a new voice in this locker room trying to um you know, get something going when it comes to, you know, the pitching situation and, of course, having injuries, but trying something different, trying a different approach. Um, A.J. Preller spoke on the move as well, saying that, quote, Tingler indicated that he was considering making a move and interested in making a move. Um, at that time in august so at the beginning of august so it's been about it was it was about three four weeks later when he first indicated that he wanted to make the move um and then he had said at the time i encouraged him to wait it out and was hoping that we were going to get in a spot to at least see if we could go forward as presently constituted he came back to me after the game on sunday and said this is something he really wanted to do and that's, um, you know, what happened. And you might be asking, you know, why, um, you know, why make this move? Was the pitching really that bad? Um, quality starts in the NL West this season. The Dodgers are in first at 61 quality starts. Rockies had 50, have 57 this year. The Giants have 50. The Diamondbacks have 33. And how many do the Padres have? Yes. 30 fucking 3-2. So they're tied for last. The Dodgers have double the amount of quality starts this year. And I mean, based on, you know, the injuries and uh, how this pitching staff has been in the last few weeks, you know, you would guess maybe they're behind, you know, they're in third behind the Dodgers and Giants, but to be in last and to still have the i mean have the year that the padres have been having with only 33 quality starts i i just felt like i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous um and i mean the pole the bullpen is is really um you know the bullpen just is owed so much for uh the entire um the entire year really i mean 33 quality starts in 128 games like that's fucking ridiculous 25% of the game like one one every four games you're gonna get a quality start when it comes to the Dodgers and the Giants it's it's every other game you're getting a quality start so of course there's gonna be struggles at the plate because you're thinking you're gonna do too much of course there's gonna be um you know A possibility that a bullpen arm might give in that day because he had a pitch yesterday and he had to warm-up the day before because the guy that was in wasn't doing good and he had to get his arm loose hopefully um, not having to be put in the game but having to get his arm loose just in case that was a possibility Um, and I mean this bullpen 68 and a third in the past 103 innings total one day off during a 12 game period that's happened in in the month of august um you know mark melanson i didn't really understand this quote uh when asked uh what was most important for this group of relievers to do uh the job they've been able to do and continue thriving um he said i've got a lot to say but i'm not gonna say it so that was interesting and then when asked if the level of usage was sustainable for a pennant chasing team he also said looks like we'll find out So not the best response from the lead leading um, save uh, from the 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 save. uh, Okay, what am I saying from the lead lead leader and saves from a guy who's supposed to be, you know, the number one closer, uh, kind of the voice of the bullpen in a way. Very blunt. Uh, I don't know if he didn't want to, you know, rat on Rothschild or he didn't want to talk shit, um, you know, about the situation or. How they've been dealing with it, but uh, at the end of the day, the Padres going into this Dodgers series, 68 and 58, seven and three against the Dodgers on the year, um, but it combined 20 and 27 against the four bottom teams, the Cubs, the Rockies, and the D-Bats. Just, just, mm, it's, it's frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. Um, but this team, like I said, play for some reason plays better when um when playing to this level of competition when you know having to play these better teams so praying and hoping that this dodger series that started on tuesday night uh would go a little bit better um than the past month is gone but game one uh was all dodgers in another bullpen game for the for the padres i was at this game um another bullpen game um and i i really i truly believe uh, that's the two-run homer that um, A.J. Pollock robbed off of Manny Machado in the bottom of the fourth inning was the turning point in this one. Uh, going into the bottom of the fourth inning, there was one hit total. Um, the Dodgers had one run. They were up one nothing. and uh, Manny Machado hit a bullet to left field, but A.J. Pollock not able – uh not allowing manny machado to take the lead in this one this pushed the dodgers lead to still be one nothing until uh the top of the seventh inning where it went to three nothing and then it was five nothing after the top of the eighth and then and profar uh came in pinch hit um and eventually replaced eric hosmer at first base uh after he hit a two-run blast to right field to make it five to two but uh, not really able to do much um, in regards to uh, the bottom half of the ninth inning as the Dodgers able to take game one, five to two. Julio Reyes uh, was solid for the Dodgers. Five innings, only gave up one hit, two watts, four strikeouts, but the rest of the relievers did their work um, for this Dodgers team as the Padres, like I said, had a full bullpen day. Um, the uh, the loss – or. The loss um, at the end of the at the end of the game credited uh, to who was the loss credited to? I think oh yeah, the loss was just credited to Pierce Johnson as he uh, allowed the um, first score of the game and uh, the Padres not able to not able to do anything about uh, uh, anything after this Will Smith home run in the top of the second inning and not really able to take the lead at any point of the game. So Pierce Johnson credited with the loss in this bullpen game. Um, and, and, you know, going into game two, not really knowing what to expect as a, as a Padres fan, just hoping for a W, but God almighty did I never in my life expect to say this. But the Padres, of course, um, fought, but they ended up losing this one 5-3 to three, um, final in 16 innings. 16 innings. Game that took five hours and 49 minutes um, five hours and 49 minutes to complete it was 16 innings the longest game since 2019 there were zero hits by the padres in a nine inning span before fernando tatis broke that in the bottom of the 15th inning with a two-run homer Um, there were eight batters intentionally walked by this dodgers team because dave roberts literally outmanaged um, Jace Tingler, which I'll get into. That's the most since 1955. There were 47 different players um, that were that appeared in this one. Um, that uh, what's it? 47 out of 52 possible players um, appeared in this one. Um, you know, the Padres had more intentional watts than total base runners. I mean. Just just some crazy statistics from this one. Um, it's the seventh game to go to 13 innings since this new rule um, of a runner starting on second started. No game had gone to 14, but this one just so happened to go to 16. Um, there were 19 different pitchers. It ended at 1 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. It was a West Coast marathon uh, for the ages, really. Um, and, and, I, I mean... There, there were lots of reasons why the game went to 16 innings. Let's get into it. So the Dodgers um, on an error uh, allowed for Jade Cronenworth to reach and Jade Cronenworth to score uh, in the bottom of the second inning. And Blake Snell was absolutely working this game because there were not too many there were there were not too many opportunities for this Dodger team to score. And there were not too many opportunities uh, just throughout the game in general for the Padres to score as well, as this was a very, very good pitching duel between Walker Buehler and Blade Snell. Walker Buehler going six and two-thirds, only giving up three hits, um, allowed one walk only and eight strikeouts. And on the other side, Blake Snell goes seven and two-thirds, three hits total, one earned run, zero Watts, 10 strikeouts. So... Definitely a pitcher duel, um, but like I said, the Padres able to score in the bottom of the second inning, no action going into the bottom of the seventh inning uh, bullpen-wise, but then Walker Buehler gives up his first walk, and then he's pulled from the game, and then in the bottom of the seventh inning, Blade Snell able to get out of it, uh, The po- I mean, in the top of the seventh inning, Blade Snell able to get out of the inning, um, and then it w- Oh, so that was the reverse. I, I was thinking the Padres were the weight team for some reason right there. But Blade Snell able to get out of the top of the seventh inning, unharmed, still one nothing, And then in the bottom of the seventh inning, Walker Bueller gives up his first walk of the game, and that's where he gets pulled. Um, so a new pitcher, but the Padres still not able to convert uh, on this one. And then in the top of the eighth inning, um, so what happened in the bottom of the seventh inning was after the pitching change, uh, Adam Frazier was up to bat and Jarrettson Profar was on deck um, as a pinch hitter for Blake Snell but Adam Frazier was not able to convert anything Jarrettson Profar um, not able to go to bat so Blake Snell technically was still able to go into the game up until this point he had already thrown 112 pitches like I said was absolutely lights out the entire game do not get me wrong um there there's no doubt um there's no other way to put it this man was lights out um but jaredson profar not going into the game um daniel hudson already warmed up already ready to go um and you have the uh you have the dodger you have the dodger hitters i believe it was one two three four five six you have chris taylor up to bat And then you have Will Smith, and then you have Cody Bellinger um, up to uh, like ready to go for this Dodgers team. Um, Will Smith, I mean, power, Chris Taylor, power, right handed hitters, going up a blunt, Blake Snell, who's now working into the eighth inning, something he's only done twice in his career. Like I said, already up to 112 pitches total. And he's able to get Chris Taylor out. For the first out of this um top of the eighth inning but then will smith breaks um breaks the uh one nothing lead and ties the ball game up on on a solo home run shot on a high fastball it was about five feet high off the strike zone still able to still able to uh knock it extremely deep to left field tie the game up one to one Um, Blake Snell able to get Cody Bellinger out, but then with Albert Pujols uh, pinch hitting, that's when the Padres finally put Daniel Hudson in, and um, he was able to strike out Albert Pujols, get out of the jam. The Padres and Dodgers both not able uh, to score uh, in the bottom of the eighth or in the top of the ninth, Um, and then in the bottom of the ninth, of course the Padres not able to convert as well so we're going to extras and um, the starting left fielder for the Padres in this one uh, was Will Myers but then Jake Marin's uh, uh Marinsnick came in in the top of the ninth inning uh, for Will Myers as a as a defensive substitution to uh, hopefully, uh, you know, have some some fresh legs in there. Uh, Jake Marins did a great defender in left field. So just in there, just in case anything happens. Will Myers is normally a right fielder. So, of course, uh, you know, putting somebody in there that, that can uh, definitely, you know, prevent a big play from happening, especially in that moment of the game, was, was crucial. Uh, but the Padres not able to convert in the bottom half of the ninth inning. That led to go to the top of the 10th inning, um, and the Dodgers not able to convert anything, um, not not able to uh, convert anything or uh, get a run in. Um, as uh, Craig Salmon was able to hold them in this top of the uh, in this top of the 10th inning uh, to zeros across the board. Didn't allow a walk, didn't allow a sh- didn't even have a strikeout, uh, but still didn't allow the Dodgers to score. Um, And then in this this bottom of the 10th inning, this is where everything, I feel like, went to shit for the Padres. The game's 1-1. to You just allowed uh, the Dodgers nothing in this top half. You have a runner on seconds. And what do the Padres decide to do? First and foremost, they decide that they're going to pinch run um, the guy on seconds. Because the guy on seconds was... Um, was Austin Nola, a catcher who has now played two games straight and Victor Caratini was now going to be the guy behind the plate. So they pinch hit, I mean, they pinch run Austin Nola and that guy who's pinch running is Hassan Kim. So Hassan Kim, his bat is no longer available for the rest of the game if the Padres are able to score. Um, I mean, if the Padres aren't able to score, so Jace Tindler trying to do, uh, trying to end the game in every way he, c- he thought he could in the bottom of the tenth inning by replacing Austin Nola without, um, not not with Victor Caratini his replacements, but with a guy who can run the bases, a guy who's fast um, in Hassan Kim, and then on top of that. Uh, Instead of leaving Jake Marisnik in the game and left field and allowing him to hit after Eric Hosmer, he instead puts Tommy Pham in the game and does a double switch, which puts the pitcher spot at the number five position. And now Jake Marisnyk is out of the game completely. Hassan Kim's bat is out of the game completely. Um, And you have Tommy Pham up to bat, and now he's in left field. So, Letting go of two bats that haven't even had the opportunity to hit the ball yet. And you knowing the possibility that, you know, you might have to use another pitch hitter um, in that pitching spot. But Jace Tandler going all in in this bottom of the 10th inning. Basically wasting two bats. Putting the pitcher position at the number five spot. Um, and it, it all went to, to hell as the Padres were not able to convert in the t- bottom of the 10th. Both teams not able to convert in the bottom of the 11th, the bottom of the 12th, the bottom of the 13th, the bottom of the 14th, and then finally in the 15th inning is where the Dodgers were able to put two runs on the board. But Gino, why did we get through the bottom of the 10th to the bottom of the 14th without a single run? Let me fucking tell you. Like I said, the pitcher spot is now the number five in the order. And because Dave Roberts is not trying to lose a game on a walk-off, every single time in extra innings when the Dodgers had two outs and they had two bases left, he would intentionally walk Manny Machado and Jake Cronenworth. So the Padres were then forced to uh, be in their pitcher spot. But like I said, they wasted two bats. They didn't allow... Um, they did not allow uh, Hassan Kim or uh, Jake Marisnyk to bats, and instead did a stupid double switch, uh, tried to win the game in the bottom of the 10th, and it all backfired in their face as Dave Roberts would intention- intentionally walk Manny Machado and Jake Cronenworth uh, in the bottom of the 13th inning, in the bottom of the 15th inning, in the bottom of the 11th the bottom of the 13th and the bottom of the 15th because the Padres were then with two outs, had the bases loaded, but they had no position players left to hit. And that would force Joe Musgrove to take a shot at it, Ryan Weathers to take a shot at it, and then finally Daniel Camarena to take a shot at it. All three pitchers, bases loaded, the possibility to win the game for the team with no position players left, and it all did not work out as, of course, um, you know, these pitchers were not able to get on base. uh, Wasted opportunities after wasted opportunities because of this stupid fucking double switch uh, that put the pitcher position at that number five spot. Never gave Manny Machado or Jay Cronenworth an opportunity to hit. Um, in the extras, because of the stupid double shift or the double switch, um, but this happened. Like I said, from the 10th to the 14th inning, this is exactly why the Padres weren't able to put a run on the board. Um, and I mean, the way the Dodgers, the Dodgers weren't able to put a run on the board, um, you know, due to more intentional watts by the Padres, but also this bullpen putting in work. Tim Hill came in after Craig Stam in the 11th, perfect inning. Austin Adams, perfect inning in the 12th. Prismat, perfect inning in the 13th. Sean Anderson, perfect inning in the 14th. Um, but then Daniel Camarena comes in in the, four, in the 15th inning, gives up two runs. The Padres able to strike back Fernando Tatis with two, a two-run home run of his own to tie the game back three to three. But then in the top of the 16th inning, A.J. Pollock, um, was able to hit a two-run shot off, to, off, off Daniel Camarena, who was the only pitcher left at this point. So he had to go back in for a second inning of relief. He gives up a two-run homer to um, A.J. Pollock to push the Dodger lead to 5-3. To and then the Padres not able to do anything in this bottom half of the 16th inning. Um, and they're able to, they're, they are able they were not able to do anything, not able to convert anything as they lose this one 5-3. Uh, and like I said, man, this, this game started with Blake Snell pitching the perfect game that the Padres needed. They needed a good, strong, lengthy outing from Blake Snell after another fucking bullpen day. And what is, what does he do? Seven and two-thirds, three hits, only one earned run, that Will Smith homer in the, bo- in the top of the eighth inning, and ten strikeouts. The Dodgers could not figure him out. 122 pitches, a career high. Seven and two-thirds, a career high. Only one earned three hits total, 10 strikeouts. Easily his best performance in a Padres uniform is all going to go down the fucking shitter because Jake Tindler decided to do a double fucking switch and the Padres' offense was not able to get a hit for nine innings. They did not have a hit until from the fifth, I believe it was the fifth inning or the sixth, until that 15th inning two-run shot. By Fernando Tatis. But Blake Snell and Walker Bueller combined 14 and a third, one earned, 18 strikeouts, um, two for 34 for both teams with runners and scoring positions, 17 pitchers used, 404 total pitches. It was the first 14 inning game since 2019. Um, and I mean, it was just a grind for both teams, man. An absolute grind. Like I said, the Padres didn't have a hit um from the bottom of the fifth inning till the bottom of the 15th where fernando was able to tie it um three to three and i mean situational hitting i i really think that that will stand out the most for both teams of course like i said two for 34 but when you're given you know when you're when you're giving when you're putting pitchers in the position you know, every other inning because of the intentional Watts and the amount of people that were getting on base. Um, when you're putting pitchers in that situation where they're facing a guy who shouldn't even be in that position to begin with, and you're not allowing Manny fucking Machado to just hit a, a simple little single to, to left and, and win the game for you. Jake Cronenworth, a little single, little double action to the, to deep right. I mean, You're going to lose the fucking game. You gave two of your best bats not even an opportunity to bat in these extra innings because your dumbass wanted to win it all in the bottom of the 10th. You got outmanaged by Dave Roberts by a landslide, and the Padres, you know, it showed. It really showed that... This team is not as well-managed as the Dodgers in this one, at least for this game, and it backfired completely as this Padres team was not able to win in the longest game in a long time. Um, and, you know, it, it, it just sucks, man. It's a tough pill to swallow. 16 innings, all your pitchers used, and you're not able to, to do anything with it. You're not even able to take it uh, go away um, as, uh, as a dub. You know, it's it sucks, but positives. Blake fucking Snell, in the month of August, a one point nine three ERA, his best outing as um, as a padre. His it's high. like I said, uh, tied for his longest start of his it he tied his longest start of his career with seven and a third, but able to get seven and two thirds to make it the longest outing he's ever done. Fernando Tatis, the fastest player twenty-two years a younger to reach thirty-five. Uh, home runs in a season. Um, the youngest player to ever accomplish that. Um, and I mean, you know, besides that, though, this this offense has just been absolutely horrendous to watch. Um, at one point, the two through six hitters were 0 for 20 in this game. 0 for fucking 20. And I mean, that's going to definitely make it hard to score. Definitely going to make it hard to score. But you, Darvish, uh, we Will be on the mound tonight Finally coming off of the IL He'll uh, face Matt Scherzer um, In a, another duel Between the both of them In the last duel uh, This was when Daniel Camarena Had his Slam Diego moments uh, Able to take Matt Scherzer deep um, But you know this, this game was just really fucking shitty I, I mean I can't believe I watched this entire game I can't believe this Padres team Was not able to put a fucking run on the board Through these extra innings But like I said the eleventh inning, the 3rd I mean the it was the yeah, the eleventh, the thirteenth, and the fifteenth innings all could have been drastically avoided if Jace Tingler does not make that stupid idiotic double switch and put the pitcher position in the number five spot. I know you're pitching to win in that moment, but you gotta th- I, I just feel like you have to think of that. You have to think of, okay, well, I'm gonna put the pitcher position in the number five spot. There's already a runner that starts at second. And if we were in those situations, that's going to leave my, two of my best hitters, Manny Machado and Jake Cronenworth, in the possibility to get intentionally walked and force us to then have our pitcher spot up. But the thing is, most of the time, that wouldn't be a big deal. The Dodgers still had pinch hitters going into this bottom, I mean, the top of the 16th inning. They still had pinch hitters. But this stupid double switch... Putting Jake Marisnyk in the outfield, not allowing him to hit once um, and not allowing him to be be hit as a, um, I know you want to put him in as the defensive substitution, but that allows him to not be a uh, a designated hitter when you're trying to switch pitchers. Hassan Kim being the pinch runner, he's not able to pinch it. And then Tommy Pham switching him and then putting him in the outfield for the rest of the game, that doesn't allow him to be a pinch hitter either. So, just some idiotic moves uh, from the manager. And, I I mean, this truly cost us the game. It's a very, very tough um, pill to swallow. Uh, But hopefully the Padres are able to get it done tonight, Um, able to take at least one game from the Dodgers and go into Anaheim uh, and face the Angels in a two game series um, on somewhat um, of a, with somewhat, with some type of momentum before you then go to Arizona and face the Diamond Bats in a three game series. So I, I really, I have lost words for this team, especially after last night, especially after that 16 game slugfest. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous at points with how outmanaged Jace Tindler was getting and I believe that's what was so frustrating about the game because there was so many opportunities for literally our best hitters to you know uh win the game win the game how about that but instead we are then forced to put Joe Musgrove Ryan Weathers and Daniel Camarena in three extra inning spots with the bases loaded and they're all not able to do anything with it, anything with it. I mean, pure ridiculousness. So, I mean, Padres, like I said, hopefully able to get it done tonight, hopefully able to, you know, push uh, a little bit, you know, more towards this wild card spot. But the thing that sucks the most about this loss and Tuesday's loss is the Reds lost on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. So the Padres not able to convert on that, and on top of that, not able to convert in a 16-inning fucking game where they had multiple opportunities to do so. It's not about the loss. It's about how many opportunities they were given to win, how many opportunities they were given to literally take the fucking game, but they couldn't. It was was so frustrating, but, I mean, you got to just have faith. You got to keep the faith. You know, you got to be hungry for more. And I'm praying to God that this team wakes up. I'm praying to God that this game last night was the absolute low point of the year because I don't think us fans can experience any more of those low points, but I sure as hell don't think any of these players can experience a low like last night, a 16-inning, 6-hour game, and for it to result in a loss the way it was, the way extra innings were with continuous um, intentional watts so the a pitcher would have to be forced to hit the ball. It was it was just it was a shit show really. And Jace Tingler, you know, my guy, your 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 fucking seat is hot. You know, I know you had every right to fire Larry Rothschild and I truly believe that that was the right move. Blake Snell completely showed why last night. Seven and two thirds. Completely dominant but your seat is just as hot, my guy. Your seat and your position on this team just as hot after the fucking shitty manager um, man, managing that happened last night. And that is it's happening throughout this entire season that could have helped at least, you know, five, six, seven, seven games go in our favor. So fuck all of that. Let's just hope for some better outcomes. Let's hope for some better Padres baseball in this last month, month and a half of the season. Um, and as always, go pods. Uh, But that's all I got for today. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Spirito podcast. Um, As always, please let me know uh, how I'm doing. Let me know any suggestions you guys have for topics, conversations you want to get on here. But without further ado, that's all I got for today. I hope you guys all enjoyed, and I'll see you all very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in.